0: Genesis chapter 13. My name is Pastor Oetla Simankani, inviting you on a journey through the book of Genesis. We are here now right at the hit of the journey. God has called Abraham, and I pray that he is calling may be reflective, may be indicative of God's calling upon you as well. Let us close our eyes before we meditate and reflect on God's word. Father in heaven, we are so grateful today that you have called, called us, that you have blessed us in order that we may be a blessing to the world. And I pray that your grace may be sufficient upon us and that your purposes may be fulfilled in us despite our own weaknesses. For this we ask in Jesus' name, amen. In Genesis chapter 12, Abraham lies. Ah, Lies about Sarah. Lies about Sarah being his sister when they go to Egypt. God protects them, however, from themselves and even opens up the hearts of those they deceived in Egypt to be generous to them. They are given great wealth before they leave. God's affliction of Pharaoh and his house, because of Sarai, shows his displeasure with the outcome of Abraham's deception. Nevertheless, Abraham prospers. Now, this is an incredible story of grace, and I pray that all of us may experience the wonderful grace of the Lord. Some of us do not feel worthy You know, when we speak about the work that was given to Noah, the Bible begins by saying he was a righteous man, right? When we speak about the call of Abraham, and we speak about how he was called to be a blessing to the world and how there was a great mission for him to accomplish. You look at your life, I look at my life and I say, I'm not Abraham. I'm not Noah. Definitely not one worthy of such great titles, responsibilities. But as we look at these stories, beloved, again and again, something props up that ought to give us some level of comfort. Not comfort so that we can simply reside in our sin and be comfortable in sin, but simply to say, what God has done for others, he can also do for you. These men were men of flesh. Look at Noah as he gets drunk, but God still uses him. Look at Abraham. Here he lies, but God still prospers him. I'm saying to you today, whatever it is that you have done, God's grace is sufficient for you. Abraham's wealth grows. (laughs) It in fact grows up to the point that the wealth becomes a problem. This is incredible. He goes there and he lies and the king rebukes him. Can you imagine this man of God being rebuked by what you might call a pagan king, right? And says, how can you do such a thing? And in fact, he says to him, go with your wife. He is your wife. Take her. What a rebuke. And so all of us, beloved, find ourselves with moments of weakness like Abraham and Sarah. But in those moments, God protects us from ourselves And what's amazing is not only did he protect Abraham from himself, but he then also allows the king to have favor, to have goodwill towards Abraham. And he gives him so much wealth and resources. He gets away from that moment richer than he came. Grace as it operates. He becomes so wealthy that now when we come to this chapter in chapter uh, 13, The wealth itself becomes a problem, right? (laughs) Uh, I've I've, I've heard some people say, Lord, um, you know, I've I've dealt with poverty. I wish to have another uh, category of challenges. Try me with riches now. (laughs) And so Abraham is tried with riches. Abraham and Lot have so much wealth that they have an issue with how to manage that wealth. There is not enough land on which they can both reside with their wealth. Lot's wealth also is increasing. And they now have too little space to contain their blessings. Oh, that God may bless you so that you have so much wealth that you don't have enough space to contain it. Can you imagine that? And when God blesses you, remember that it is not because you're better than others. It is simply the grace of the Lord. And so here they are, too little space to share with their increasing wealth. And Abraham makes a proposition. And then he says to him that, look, um, there is no need for us to fight, you know, one with another. It is not a self-serving proposition that he makes. He actually says to Lot, you may choose of any land that you see and you will have it. And then I will take whatever is left. What generosity! There is a family feud that has arisen here. There's No need for us to fight. Let's find an amicable ground. He became, as it were, the bigger brother. Now, we have already seen that there is a story of the bigger brother as we go through Genesis, right? Cain, the bigger brother, um, is, is a problem. He's so jealous, you know, of his younger brother that he kills him. When we get later to the story of Joseph, we will see that his older brothers also have issues with him. But here we have somebody who takes the higher moral ground and he says that you can take whatever land you will, I'll take what is left. I pray that when you have disputes, you can be like Abraham. I pray that when you have issues in your household or wherever that, whatever spaces that you find yourself in, that you can have the spirit of Abraham, a spirit of peace. And so Abraham says, I will take what is left. And then Lot seeing the well-watered land around Jordan, he makes what seems to be a good decision at that time. However, what Lot could not see, God could see. And the narrator's ominous report about the wickedness of the man in Sodom foreshadows the disaster. With Lot out of the sin, God once again promises to give the land to Abraham and to his offspring. Chapter 12 verse 7, where God only promises the land to Abraham's offspring, and he says that I will give you the land, it will be for your offspring, by telling Abraham to look in four directions. In other words, it will not just be on your left and not just on your right. God is more precisely defining the extent of his gift. He continues to promise by vividly indicating just how numerous Abraham's offspring will be. And so there are two blessings here, right? One, he says, that look to the left, to the right, look in front of you, look behind you, all of the land, east, west, and south, I will give it to you. It is a promise for the wealth of land and everything that that represents. But then he also promised him the wealth of a great nation. A childless man is promised to be a great nation when God has given the promise, Abraham builds an altar and he thanks the Lord. He believes the promise of God. I want to say to you today, you are blessed in Jesus' name. If you can get out and look at the stars, look at how many they are, I dare you to believe that just as Abraham was promised wealth that you also are promised great wealth. I dare you to believe that just as Abraham was promised land, that you shall be given land. Can we believe that God can provide material blessings? I believe it in Jesus' name. And as we saw, it is not for us to pride ourselves in what we collect but it's so that we can be a blessing when God has a project when God has an agenda in his kingdom when God wants to build a temple where shall the resources come if not from those whom God has deposited his blessings upon when we need the mission to proceed when there is a a need for resources in order for the mission of God to move ahead when we need missionaries to move ahead, pastors to do the work of the Lord, when the resources are few, where shall they come? It shall come from those that God has blessed. And so I pray today that God may bless you abundantly and that through you his kingdom and his kingdom's purposes may be advanced. That the church and its mission may advance as your resources are used to advance the work of the Lord. Abraham's resources were for the sake of the kingdom now as we read the bible there are some patterns that present themselves to us as we saw a small detail here is given lot in his choice moves east do you remember that adam as he was taken out of the garden moves it east cain moves east when they build the babel in the land of Shinar, they are moving east and so Lot here also moves east. Again, an indication that he is moving further and further away from the presence of the Lord. Now, though it appears to be a good decision, it is drifting, it is a drifting, it is like a slippery slope, wherein at first he is with the Lord, but he is being driven further and further away from the Lord. It is a decision a bad decision that in the future will threaten his life and that of his family. Lot goes east. I pray today that we, in the choices that we make, will understand that choices have consequences, not only for ourselves but for our families as well. As we go through the story of Lot, we will see how this choice of land, moving Eastward towards Sodom and Gomorrah, a place that represented evil and a distancing away from God, a separation from God, had such great consequences that were it not for the mercy of the Lord, they would have been consumed with those consumed in the fires of Sodom. Are you Lot today? What decision are you making? My prayer is that you would be as open-hearted as Abraham and that you would not seek to make decisions based upon your own wisdom. When Lot made that decision, the grass was green. The description of the land is that it was fruitful. It made every human sense. It was rational. And yet, it appears that he had not consulted God. Abraham, on the other end, is given a blessing by God himself. And so, lean not on your own understanding. Seek the Lord. And in all your ways, if you seek him, he will prosper you. Let us close our eyes as we pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for this lesson. And we pray that firstly, you may protect us from our own sinfulness. Just like Abraham was a sinner, just like he was uh, a man with many faults. Father, we too are men and women with faults and with sin. But I pray that, Lord, our experience may be one that is an echo of the story of Abraham. Protect us, Lord, from our own selves. Protect us from our own mistakes. And we are also asking humbly that even, Lord, despite our own errors, may you continue to bless us, not for our own sakes, but for the sake of your purpose and your kingdom. Just like you blessed Abraham, may you bless your children today. May you bless everyone that listens to this message. As they are looking for jobs, bless them. As they are praying to heaven to provide Be Jehovah Jireh for them. As they are asking you, Lord, for to bless their businesses, may you bless their businesses abundantly. Whatever it is, Lord, as you promised to be a blesser in our lives, bless us, for we ask in the name above every name. And as you do so, dear Father, we ask, that we may, as, we may be as generous as Abraham was, so that, Lord, we may be confident that the Lord who blessed us in the past will continue to bless us in the future. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.